0: There's new scams that are being reported by the Department of Social Security we're going to talk about today. Physical therapy versus occupational therapy. Can you do one without the other? We're going to talk about that today. Attention, good, bad, or indifferent. Some people lie through their teeth to get it. We're going to talk about that today. Welcome to an apple a day. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Welcome to another episode of An Apple a Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. Hey, number two episode for 2020. We're ripping into the roaring 20s here, my friends. How you doing today? How you feeling? Feeling good? You're feeling strong? You know this year is your year, right? You're feeling good already. You're going to take this year by storm, my friends. I know you are. I know you are. I hope you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing. You're taking the medication the way you're supposed to be doing it. You're making your doctor's appointments. You're keeping your doctor's appointments, your therapy appointments. Very, very important. Please make sure you do that. Before we start, I want to remind you that An Apple a Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast. You get a minute, go over there, check it out. If you want to reach me by email, you can do so by writing me at jimmy at famousapple.com. That's J-I-M-M-Y at famousapple.com. You got a question or a comment for the administrators of the website or this podcast? You can reach them at admin at famousapple.com. That's A-D-M-I-N at famousapple.com. Now, I know I've said this before, and I keep on saying it, but there's some big changes going on over at Famous Apple and over here at the podcast. There's going to be some management changes. I can't tell you exactly what they are yet, but it should be happening in the next few days. And when it does, there'll be a new podcast out to tell you about these changes, and I'll be happy to tell you. Trust me. But just keep a watch over the next few days to a week because there's going to be some major changes and some big changes with the with the webpage especially. The podcast, we're going to make some really big changes as well. That's going to happen over the next month. But the changes with the webpage, that's going to happen rather quickly. And I think you'll be happy to see that. I know a lot of people will be happy to see that. I, for one, will be happy to see that. So, just keep an ear out for these changes. I'm just letting you know ahead of time, I can't go into too much detail today, but there are changes coming. Changes are on the horizon, my friends. we got a lot to discuss today. Anyone that's been listening to this podcast for a while knows that we've talked about people who kind of exaggerate their disability. They want the attention, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, Actually, to be perfectly blunt, they lie through their teeth. Well, I have an update on somebody I told you about a while back. There was a a relative in in my wife's side of the family, a fellow named Mike, who, you know, he had this dramatic story to tell people at a party. So we're going to discuss him. I got an update on him. And I also have an update from the Inspector General with Social Security about a new scheme going around to try and separate you from your money. You're not going to want to miss that. And I also have a report about occupational therapy versus physical therapy. Have you ever been told that you need physical therapy, then they start discussing occupational therapy? Well, we're going to discuss the two today. So let's get started here. Most of us who are disabled have had to go to physical therapy or occupational therapy, if not both. And that answers one of the questions, can you go to one without the other? Of course you can. Of course you can. It's two different different fields, really. And what we're going to discuss here is occupational therapy versus physical therapy, OT versus PT and the difference between occupational therapy and physical therapy. The fields of occupational therapy and physical therapy are often confused. While both roles provide essential hands-on rehabilitative work to help clients perform everyday tasks as independently as possible, each field takes a diverse approach in helping people get back to their usual way of life. OT versus PT. One basic difference. The main difference between occupational therapy and physical therapy is that OT focuses on improving a client's ability to perform activities of daily living, or ADL. And physical therapy focuses on improving a client's ability to perform movements of the human body. An occupational therapist treats the whole person, whether they're recovering from injuries or or have developmental or cognitive disabilities affecting their motor skills, emotions, or behavior, OTs are helping people to fully engage in daily life. According to the National Board of Certification in Occupational Therapy, occupational therapy is unique and that it uses a holistic approach to look not only at the reasons a client's participation in activities has been impacted but also at the client's roles and environment. The approach includes wellness promotion, rehabilitation, and habilitation. For example, you recently broke your foot after playing basketball and can no longer participate in your Wednesday night pickup league while recovering. You could meet with your OT to get to the root of why you look forward to playing each week. Is it the exercise that's important? Is it engaging with people on on your team? Your OT will help you to accomplish your goal. A physical therapist treats the patient's actual impairment from a biomedical perspective. The physical therapy tries to improve the impairment itself by increasing mobility, aligning bones and joints, or lessening pain. They focus on preventing injuries and can help people avoid surgery or a long term reliance on medication. You love playing outdoors with your kids, but you can't anymore due to a herniated disc. Your physical therapist will work with you to create specific treatment programs that will speed up your recovery, including exercises and stretches that you can do at home. Now, although the fields of occupational therapy and physical therapy serve different roles in healthcare, there is a lot of crossover between the two. Both educate people on how to prevent and avoid injuries. Both educate people about healing processes. Both assist people with improving their ability to perform daily activities through training and education. Both play important roles in specializing in their areas of expertise. In some cases, patients may start with physical therapists and progress to an occupational therapist. For an example, some people recovering from a severe stroke might work with a physical therapist to build back muscle strength. Later on, that person would see an occupational therapist to practice basic skills the stroke may have impaired, such as bathing, dressing, eating, walking, and so on. So there you have it. There are two different fields of therapy, but they're also very similar. So now, if you're seeing one, do you have to see the other? No. If you're seeing one, can you see the other at the same time? Sure, you can. When I was in the hospital after my amputation, they sent me to a rehab hospital where they would give me physical therapy in the morning to build up strength in my right leg and occupational therapy in the afternoon. So, yeah, you can see both at the same time. Can you see just one and not the other? Of course you can. You can. depends on what your needs are. But some people get a little bit thrown off. Everyone seems to know what a physical therapist is, but an occupational therapist, people get a little bit thrown off about what they are and maybe a little bit nervous. So this was just to put your mind at ease and explain what the difference is between the two. They're actually very similar, but also very different. So there you have it. Let's move on here. Now, here's a fact for you. There's always someone out there trying to separate us from our money. And they usually prey upon those they think are the most gullible, the most vulnerable, which would be us, the disabled, or those on Social Security. Now, the Inspector General warns the public about a new twist to Social Security phone scams. And I want to share this with you. The Inspector General of Social Security, Gail S. Ennis, is warning the public about the telephone scammers that may send fake documents by email to convince their victims to comply with their demands. The Social Security Administration Office of the Inspector General, or the OIG, has received reports of victims who received emails with attached letters and reports that appeared to be from Social Security or the Social Security OIG. The letters may use official letterheads and government jargon to convince victims that they are legitimate they may also contain misspellings and grammar mistakes this is the latest variation on the social security phone scams which continue to be widespread throughout the united states using robocalls or live callers Fraudsters pretend to be government employees and claim that there is identity theft or another problem with one's social security number, account, or benefits. They may even threaten arrest or legal action, or may offer to increase benefits, protect assets, or resolve identity thefts. They often demand payment via retail gift card, <laughs> cash, wire transfers, internet currency such as Bitcoin, or prepaid debit cards. Inspector General Ennis urges continued vigilance against all types of phone scams, no matter what proof callers may offer. As we continue to increase public awareness of phone scams, criminals will come up with new ways to convince people of their legitimacy. Social Security will never threaten you with arrest, or legal action unless you immediately pay a fee or a fine, promise a benefit increase or assistance in exchange for payment, require payment by retail gift card, cash, wire transfer, internet currency, or prepaid debit card, or send official letters or reports containing personally identifiable information via email. If there ever is a problem with your Social Security number or record, in most cases, Social Security will mail you a letter. If you need to submit payments to Social Security, the agency will send a letter with instructions and payment options. You should never, you should never pay a government fee or fine using retail gift cards, cash... Internet currency, wire transfers, or prepaid debit cards. The scam is asked for payment this way because it is very difficult to trace and recover. If you receive a call or email you believe to be suspicious about a problem with your social security number or account, hang up and do not respond. We encourage the public to report social security phone scams using our dedicated online form at OIG.com ssa.gov oig.ssa.gov please share this information with your friends and family to help spread awareness about phone scams for more information please visit oig.ssa.gov forward slash scam there you have it they're always looking for ways to separate us from our money and now they're sending letters have you ever got a letter that says it's from an official place, but the words are misspelled. <laughs> That's like uh, you get the, those phone calls. I've gotten them that, that tell me that uh, they're from the IRS. And it's Officer Elvis on the phone. <laughs> they're always trying, but as long as we stay vigilant, they can't get us. So share that information with your family. And if you get it, report it. Make sure you report it. Even if you're not sure, report it. And there's another scam I want to remind you about. It's an old one, but it comes out more so around this time every year. I guess they figure people get computers for Christmas and the holidays. And my aunt, well, my wife's aunt, just got a call this week from someone saying they were from Microsoft. And that there was a problem with her Microsoft account. And they had to take over her computer and they were going to fix it for free. So she called me up and she says, you know, Jimmy, she says, Microsoft called me and said, there's a problem with my new computer. And I said, (laughs) I said, what do you mean they called you? She Says they called me on the phone. They said they have to take remote control of my computer. I said, you didn't let them, did you? She says, no, that's why I'm calling you. I have a number to call them back. I said, give me the number. And I called the number. And of course, it was a a, a non-working number. But what they wanted her to do was give them her email address and let them take remote control of her computer. And what they would have done is they would have taken over her files, taken over her banking and whatever else, and scammed her out of all her money that she had in her bank through her banking files. You know, first of all, Microsoft doesn't know your phone number. And Microsoft could care less if you have a uh a virus on your computer. That's why you have virus protection. And they're not going to call you. You'll get a warning on your computer screen maybe that you have a virus, but nobody's going to call you, especially from Microsoft to tell you that you have a problem. Just remember that. Don't fall for the scams, my friends. Don't fall for those scams. And if you know of any scams out there, share them with us so we can share them with everybody else. All right, let's move on here. I received an email from Eileen in Hagerstown, Maryland, and she wanted to share a tip with the rest of our community here. She was telling, uh, telling us that some people have refrigerators that had the egg shelves right on the side door. And without the egg cartons, you don't know what the expiration date is. You may be a day off or day, you know, a couple of days off. So to tell if an egg is good still, if you're not sure... Take an egg, fill up a bowl of water or a glass of water, and take the egg and put it into the water. If the egg floats on top of the water, that egg is no good. If the egg sinks to the bottom of the glass or the bottom of the bowl, that egg is fine to use. That's from Eileen in Hagerstown, Maryland. Me, personally, I keep the eggs in a carton, so I look at the expiration days. <laughs> But thank you for that tip, Eileen. That's pretty cool. I never knew that. I I never knew that. So if you have any tips, any life hacks like that, send them in to us and we'll share them with the rest of the listeners here. I appreciate it. Send your life hacks to Jimmy at FamousApple.com. That's J-I-M-M-Y at FamousApple.com. Thanks again, Eileen. And please keep on listening. Just as a side note here, be very careful with food. and Make sure your food is fresh. Okay, let's move on here. I've said so many times on this podcast, don't define yourself by your disability. Don't let others define you by your disability. When you have to lie or exaggerate about your disability, it calls into question, in my mind, if you're actually disabled or not. Case in point, back in the summer of 2018, I told you about... This fella that came to my house—it's my wife's cousin. His name is Mike. Came to my house for a birthday party for my nephew, and we had the pool. So there's a group of us. We're sitting outside in the screen. You know, we have a screened-in gazebo or screen room, and we're sitting in the grass in, in the in the screen room, and we're talking. And there's relatives there that I haven't seen in a long time. And this one relative asked me about an operation that I had, and. We, you know, we were just talking back and forth, and he comes in, Mikey, and he starts telling us that uh, he has to go for this operation. Now, he'd been disabled. He'd been on disability about two years at this point. He was on workers' comp, and he had to go before disability, I think, two or three times. But anyway, he got, uh, a, he got a settlement from workers' comp, and then he got a settlement from Social Security Disability because they turned him down twice or three times or something, but he got about honestly. He got about a hundred thousand dollars, and he starts telling everybody all this all this information that his disability was so bad that he got a hundred grand, and it was so bad that he's had to have surgeries, and he's got to go for another surgery, and it's it's so uh, iffy and touchy and all this other that the doctors gonna call him an hour before the surgery. So this way he can get his affairs in order and get to the hospital. He can say his goodbyes or whatever and get to the hospital for the surgery. Let me tell you something. If my doctor told me, you're going to call me an hour ahead of time to come to the hospital and to get my affairs in order before I go, I want a second opinion. (laughs) Well, this idiot, he's standing there in front of a group of us. And the group is slowly but surely starting to dissipate this walking away because they know he's full of crap. And I'm in my wheelchair, so I'm trying to get away from him, but he just keeps talking. And the people that are still there are looking at me and smirking. And, you know, he got hurt on a job. He worked for a department store and he was, he was, he was a a stock boy is what he was, a 55 year old stock boy. And he got hurt pulling some Flats out, and he—I don't know—he hurt his back or something. But whatever it was, he had a—he had to have surgery on on his leg. He—I don't know—stripped the veins or something like that. I don't know what the whole what the whole deal was. But to hear this guy talk, they were gonna remove—they were gonna do like an open heart surgery and replace his heart and all this other stuff because he hurt his back moving stock around. Anyhow, he gave this whole scenario—is that. The doctor was going to call him an hour before the surgery. He said his final goodbyes, then he goes in for the surgery. doesn't know if he's going to make it. He's only got a 60-40 chance of surviving the surgery. I was like... I said, Mike, why would you even go for this surgery? You look pretty healthy right now. Oh, no, I, I can't walk. Meanwhile, he's walking across my yard like a champ. There's no problems. I can't walk. I can't lift my legs. Meanwhile, he got the 100000 The first thing he did was go out and buy an SUV. He's able to get in and out of that. He goes to City Field out in, in New York City to go see the Mets. I think he bought a season ticket. And he's up, he's up and down in the, the bleachers there. But he can't walk, he can't do this, he can't do that, can't do steps. This is somebody that wants people to feel bad for him. And me personally, I don't think there's a thing wrong with him, personally. Although, Social Security did send him to their doctors, and they they did eventually agree to put him on Social Security disability, so they know better than I do, I guess. But I don't think there's anything wrong with him. But now, this mook, he goes out, and he gets married uh, last month. No talk about surgery, no one-hour call, no uh, saying goodbye to everybody. He gets married. Now, as far as I'm concerned, the one that's disabled is his new wife because she's got him. I mean, really. But what I'm trying to get at here is you make yourself look like a fool. If you have to lie about being disabled, in my opinion, you're lying about everything. That's my opinion. It's bad enough you're disabled. That's the worst thing that could happen. Why would you want to lie and make it worse? Even worse than that, why would you wanna lie and make yourself look like a jackass in front of everybody else? If you're disabled, you're disabled. You don't have to make it worse. You don't have to exaggerate it. If you're not disabled and you wanna be disabled, go get mental help. I wanna thank you for stopping by today. I really appreciate it. And I wanna remind you, keep an eye out for the changes that are coming. There's a lot of changes that are coming. And there's changes in management that are coming. You're going to be surprised at. So, remember this, my friends. Things can always be worse. No matter what, right now, there's somebody somewhere wishing that they were in your position. Remember that. So, have a great day. Have a great weekend. And I want to ask you, I want want you to do me a favor, please. If you know somebody who's disabled and you haven't heard from them in a while or you don't see them on social media or something like that, just give a call and check on them. Make sure that they're, that they're all right. Be a good friend, okay? Listen, you've been listening to An Apple a Day. My name is Jimmy Apple. I will talk to you next week, my friends. Take care.